get really clear on your purpose and your objective. What is the message that you want to share with people? Um, who are your audience? Are your audience looking? Uh, sorry, are your audience listening to podcasts? It, you, there's lots of reports and stats around that you can see different age groups who are listening to them more so than others. So I would do a little bit of planning around that side of things. Hi, this is Julie Hyde. Thanks for joining me on Making Account, a podcast dedicated to inspiring leaders and business owners to be even better leaders, to create a great culture, empower their people and be more productive. So let's get into it. Joining me is Lyndall Harris. Lyndall's journey started as a virtual assistant in 2012. She had spent six years juggling family and learning everything she needed to know to start a business. And then in 2016, her life changed when she was sitting in a hospital room with her husband being told that he had pancreatic cancer. The only thing they could do was palliative chemo. And at this point, she knew her life had changed forever. Lyndall needed a lifestyle that enabled her to be there for her family. So she changed her business. Lyndall decided to combine her experience of working virtually to support clients and her love of podcasting. Lyndall created Podcast VA and together with her team, she makes podcasting easier. Podcast VA manages every aspect, reducing the stress and overwhelm that comes with launching and maintaining a successful podcast. And she does this well. So we chat about Lyndall's challenges when transitioning into her own business her top tips when considering setting up a podcast, the biggest mistakes people are making when podcasting, and how Lyndall manages the demands on her time. So this podcast really does come with perfect timing given what we're going through at the moment with the COVID-19 pandemic. So sit back and relax, and I'm sure you'll enjoy the chips that are shared in this one. Lyndall, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And this is such great timing to have you on and be talking about how people can really start building their personal brand, given what we're going through at the moment with this COVID-19 pandemic. So shall we jump straight into it? Sounds like a plan. All right. So came for you to just give us a bit of background about, um, you know, where you've come from and how you've landed to where you are today because you've you've faced into quite a few challenges. I have, I have, and it's uh, it's been an interesting journey. So I have a background, well, my last job, my first job when I finished school was as a computer trainer and my last job before I started my own business was in government training people how to use the computer databases. So very much a, uh, and, and sprinkled throughout my, my corporate career was a trainer, um, project management, admin, and when I was made redundant in 2012, I decided that I was going to start my own business. Well, interestingly enough, I'd heard about a VA, a virtual assistant, uh, probably a year before that. And I'd had my young children. And as soon as somebody talked to me about what a virtual assistant was, I was, I knew then a year before I'd finished up my job that that is something that I could take my varied skill set and start a business doing something so that I could be around a little bit more for the children when it came to them starting school and things like that. So yeah, 2000 and 
11, I started to build it. 2012, I left my job and started in as a bit more of a generic VA. And then I niched into content marketing and helping people with their social media and their blogs and their email marketing. And then in 2016, I niched further into just offering podcast support services because I saw a real... a gap in the market, but also a real need because, as you know, there's there's a lot of moving pieces that go with putting a podcast together and keeping a consistent publishing schedule. So mm. that's where Podcast VA was born. Yeah, amazing. So did you have experience in the content marketing space and like in social media or is that just something that you, you know, self-taught given what was going on? Yeah, no, look at the time I actually did a course through what is now called Freelance University Mm -hmm. um, where they actually, they've changed their, their model slightly, but they used to sell individual courses and help VAs not niche, but I guess upskill in certain areas. And then of course, if they wanted to niche, they could. So I certainly went into that area of things, doing courses through that freelance university and then they had a podcast certification as well so when the idea of podcasting came onto my radar I knew exactly where I could go to learn all the skills to be able to get into that um, particular niche yeah right okay interesting now when you jumped out of your you know job in the in the um, government so to speak what did you find was the biggest challenge in terms of transitioning into your own small business? Mm. Oh gosh, yes, that's an interesting question because I think the hardest part is you know that you have the skill set. You know that you can do things, you know that you can work with clients, but it's it's about two areas for me I found challenging. One was how do you make that all virtual so that you can work with clients anywhere? Because obviously my 20 years of working was very much in person, face-to-face going into an office. So how do you transition that into virtual support? So it was about learning the different programs and learning what was available to to actually be able to to provide support to anybody based anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And the second challenge was after learning how to translate that, it was how, how do you actually run a business? You know, it's, it's going in and muddling your way through. Uh, for me, it was muddling my way through and realising uh, after a little while that I really didn't know how to run a business and I had yeah. to get savvy about how to do that well to mm. make it last. Yeah. I certainly had that experience as well when I transitioned out of my corporate job into my own business. I sort of, I I just realized so quickly that I had no idea how to run a business and also I suppose the importance of having a network of people around you, which I only had within the four pillars of, of which I worked. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that even more so now where we see with the COVID-19, we're seeing mm. so many people now having to change their model. And I guess it's something that we did obviously when we started our business, but it's just, it's so mm. true. It can be such a mindset shift and yeah. a challenge to, to work out how you can make it all work. Yeah, 
bit differently and you've got to learn that quite quickly I found so <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so now podcast is rising in popularity and I've spoken to lots of um, small business owners who are really wanting to, or are really considering getting a podcast out for their business just to I suppose stay up with the trend and you know it's another medium of communicating with people so um now I'm lucky that I work with you and you do all the editing around my podcast, <laughs> which is really good, thank God. And also the real benefit in when you set everything up for me, because I am technologically unsavvy, I would say. <laughs> so can you please tell us about Podcast for Yay and um, I suppose, you know, what do you do for your clients? Mm -hmm. So basically when I set up in 2016, when I started Podcast VA, it was all about putting together support packages for people who want to get their message out to the world and either find it all too overwhelming or they're <laughs> not tech savvy. So we've, so basically I designed it around the cross for what I love listening to podcasts so the love of podcasting and my virtual support experience and it was all done for you services so we launch podcasts so we help people get their first three episodes up we help with the artwork and all of the, the setting up the hosting and what have you and some clients just want help with that launch piece mm. because then they go on and manage it themselves afterwards and then we also provide a number of ongoing management packages where we do anything from the audio editing through to the posting on the um, publishing sorry on the host and posting on the website to writing the show notes doing the graphics and whatever service that we can provide to podcasters after they have recorded so post-production services after they've recorded the raw audio mm. the new side of things that I'm starting to get into is um, training people how to do it and getting my course online because mm -hmm. I've known, well, I've known for a long time that people want to learn how to do it themselves. And I've just, you know, when I launched my podcast, which funnily enough, you know, I was inundated with work and I, often, I laugh at that because I often say to people, a podcast can work really well for your business. It's not necessarily for everybody, but it's, it delayed me putting my course online, which is now, um, a big focus for me. So there's the done for you services as well as the training for people who want to be able to do it themselves. Okay. Yeah. Great. And I find that um, <laughs> done for you much um, more convenient for me. So in terms of people who are thinking about doing their podcasting or, you know, setting up a new one, what are your top tips for people that they need to consider before starting a podcast? Because I know, you know, in the current situation that we're in, people probably have a lot of, a, a bit more time and they're thinking about how can I get myself out there better and wanting to get things started quickly, which is not necessarily the best way to go about it. Yeah. So, well, look, my number one tip would be Get really clear on your purpose and your objective. Mm. What is the message that you want to share with people? Um, who are your audience? Are your audience looking? Uh, sorry, are your audience listening to podcasts? It, you, there's lots of reports and stats around that you can see different age groups who are listening to them more so than others. So I would do a little bit of 
planning around that side of things. So I speak to a lot of people who come along and say, okay, I want to do a podcast. What microphone should I get? And what equipment do I need? And I'm often saying, and that's not the place to start. The place Mm. to start is to do your planning. Think about if this is a business podcast or a passion project, because if this is a business podcast, you want to be clear on how is it going to funnel into your business? Because if you're not, um, you know, if if you're using it as a business podcast, but you're not clear about how it will, how to use it as part of your content marketing, it can be quite a cumbersome chore after a little while because it's not meeting your objectives. So, when I say about your purpose, like why are you doing the podcast? Are you educating people? What's the message that you want to share? And what are the objectives of your doing it? Is it to build the brand awareness? Is it to become an authority in your in your industry and a thought leader? Um, is it to use in your own content marketing pieces so it's not even really out there to for brand awareness? There's a whole lot of different objectives. So sit and do that piece first mm. is probably my biggest tip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So it's really understanding what you're trying to get out of actually doing the podcast. Absolutely. And there's, there is flexibility in podcasting. This is something that I, that I love as well. You can start and change and move as you go along. You don't have to be set in stone. There is a lot of flexibility in, in, in this, using this format to, Mm. to get your message out. So I think being clear about getting a, a good quality audio out there mm. but um, know that you can start and you can change as you go but just be clear about that piece first yeah awesome now are there any particular um, resources that you refer to that gives really good I suppose statistics around podcasting there is there's um, here in Australia there's the uh, the ABC put out some podcasting report, usually around the time of the OzPod festival, uh, sorry, OzPod conference. Mm-hmm. Um, that has some really good statistics in there. But the main one that I suggest is the Infinite Dial. And they have an Australian report, they have an American report, and they, they break it down by country. And it's probably across the board, uh, a broader um audience that they are surveying so I usually would probably go with the the infinite dial but using that ABC data as well can be really strong statistics but if you start with the infinite dial that gives you lots of breakdowns of how much podcast is still podcasting is still growing the listenership it breaks down the age groups and things like that oh awesome that's so handy thank you for sharing that that's okay. Now, on the flip side, what do you see are the most common mistakes that people are making at the moment, you know, when they are going into starting their podcast? Um, I think the mistake, the biggest mistake I see would be the flip side of my, of my number one tip, not yeah. having that clear objective and that purpose and not realising that it is a lot of work if you just sort of think, oh, yeah, I'll just start one because that's what everyone's doing and it's it's obviously the thing to do at the moment because they're growing and it's great. Yeah. If you don't sit down and do the strategy piece first, you could get a lot of people uh, stop after seven or eight episodes and it's what they call pod fade because yeah. they get seven or eight episodes in and sort of be like, oh, okay oh, this is a lot of work and I don't even really know what I'm doing and it's not really meeting my objective. Yeah. And so I think 
there there is that mistake. Whereas you, you, one piece of advice is you can start and change as you go. Don't yeah. start too quickly if you're not sure how it's going to work for you. Um, my other piece, my other thing that I would say a mistake, I'm not sure, but maybe something that I think people could improve is there are so many podcasts out there now that I think that even though you can start a podcast on zero budget, mm. if you've got a little bit of budget, then at least buy a microphone and you can get good microphones for under $100 that will plug straight into your computer and it will give you, people will not, I, I've, I've polled my group, my Facebook group, the Australian Podcasters Collaborative, in there I polled, like, why would you listen to an episode and not subscribe if you really liked a podcast? And the number one answer like hands down was that if it was bad audio quality yeah yeah and I would totally agree with that I mean it's in your ears so it needs to be easy to listen to and when you've got you know a whole lot of buffering or there's a whole lot of background noise or interference it it is it's hard to listen to it is it is and it doesn't need to be perfect as long as it's clear and as long as you can hear it I mean I actually do know uh one particular podcast here in Australia is um, somebody who records it in their car and they have got an amazing engaged audience and their podcast is a huge success. So it's not to say that you, it's about the clarity of it and just being mindful that sometimes, you know, just putting your phone in front of you Mm. might not be the best quality, even just plugging the mic, the the earpiece in that has a microphone in it mm. might give you slightly better audio. So just test around with that and just make sure that it's clear. And as you say, there's not too much background noise and there's not too many. I mean, obviously, you know, even I podcast a bit, but even where I'm sitting in my home office now, I, if I've got a bird outside, I can't stop the bird noise and things like that. So people aren't going to be so much annoyed if, you know, there's a a bird outside or if there's something happening but just making sure that your voice is clear yeah absolutely I agree and um I think also making sure like I'm I'm stuck in my tiny little study at the moment just because it's a small space and it's also carpeted so it's less echoey because I find when people are um like you say not using a microphone of any sort and they're in a big space an open plan space with wooden floorboards, I find that there's a lot of echo in that as well. Yes. Yeah. Being aware of your space is actually a great, um, great subject to bring up that you, that you brought up there because it, it makes all the difference. As you say, wooden floorboards, tiled floors, big Mm. floor to ceiling windows with no curtains or coverings, they, they create a lot of reverb. So if you were asked to go on a podcast and you don't have a microphone, fear not you could go and sit in I know a lot of podcasters who record in their walk-in wardrobe or they go and sit in a wardrobe or a bedroom or something because there's carpet and there's dunas and there's cushions and there's curtains and it takes a lot of that out so obviously it might look a little different on the video but it it, Mm. the, the quality of the audio is a lot better yeah definitely and just to reinforce the point you brought up before about the time it takes in um, you know doing a podcast consistently that's probably something I didn't quite realize how much it actually takes when I first started because it's just like oh yeah I'll just interview people then I'll edit it and then I'll send it off but there's a lot more to it than that 
So there people is. have got to be willing to invest the time um, unless you're going to completely outsource everything to you. But at, at the moment, like I wrote my, I write my show notes, for example. So, you know, that's time on top of the mm-hmm. recording and finding the guests. So, yeah, time is a big thing to consider if you're wanting to do a podcast consistently and do it well. It is. It is. Yes. And I think that a lot of people probably fall over and that's why the seven or eight episodes, it, there's a lot of people that stop after that because it is oh. the time factor. Yeah. And, you know, there's the pre, there's the pre work that you need to do too. I mean, some podcasters work differently, but if you're, you know, you're booking your guests and then you, if you want to do some research, if you don't know them and you want to get to know them, then you've got to you know, put that time in and then you've mm. got to do a graphic and a show notes and yep. all of that stuff. So yeah, it, it, it is time consuming. Yeah, absolutely. Now talking about time and just changing the um, topic for a minute, you, I'm really passionate about changing the culture of busy. So I'm keen to understand how you manage all the demands on your time. As you said, you know, you're running a business and you've got children and you know, juggling the multiple demands that comes with that. So how do you manage your time? Oh, I love this question. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be really honest and transparent here because <clears throat> I recently hit burnout mm. and have been a little unwell uh, because when I am in the right flow, then I can manage my time quite well. I use the, the, the hours that the kids are at school and I'm quite structured and I sit down at the beginning of the day or possibly the afternoon before or the evening before and I work out what needs to be done the next day. But sometimes I get thrown if, if client work comes up or something comes in that needs urgent attention and it throws the schedule out. So I try to um, use my, my calendar very clearly and put in default tasks that I want to do on certain days. So Monday mornings and Friday mornings, I try and work on the business and try not to do the client tasks then. So it's about um, looking at that. But I do, as I say, I have periods of time. So recently, uh, the beginning of this year, when I thought that it would be a nice, easy-ish sort of start into the year, it I absolutely got smashed with work, which I'm very, very grateful for. But I think I could have managed my time a little bit better there. So mm. I've done a lot of reading and learning and um, a lot of work recently about setting my boundaries, knowing exactly what my work hours are, you know, remembering why did I go into business? I went into business for my children. Yeah. You know, we, we, uh, I lost my husband 18 months ago. They don't have their dad. So my children are absolutely everything to me. And yeah. when I don't, put my boundaries in place, I get busy and I'm, you know, after school hours, I'm letting them do their homework and I'm working. And then I just think, hold on a sec, this isn't why I started this business in the first place. So I think I have a lot to learn. I'm not going to say that I'm the perfect person on managing busy, but um, certainly with the boundaries and having the structure and sitting down beforehand and just trying not to work out of an inbox is, is my big, biggest sort of thing of moving forward and trying to keep that structure. Yeah. And I love hearing that around uh, the boundaries and understanding the priorities and setting up a structure to try and help you do that because it just doesn't happen. Um, we've got to make mm. it happen. So, and like you say, when when the boundaries were crossed, of course, you know, you, you um, suffered burnout, unfortunately. And, if, you know, I think 
we, we all go there. We've all done that, mm. um, particularly yep. in time, particularly when you've got your own business and it's like, oh, amazing, we've got all this business coming in and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I've got to manage this. Um, yes. And also now at the moment when people are unfortunately reacting to situations, I know I've been like manic the past couple of weeks and it's hard to to stop and go, oh my God, what am I doing? It's, you know, just trying to circumvent that, that business and say, all right, what am I doing? And like mm. you say, when you look at your kids and you're working while they're doing their homework, it's like uh, there's something wrong with this picture and I need to change it. Mm, absolutely. And try and change it before your body tells you to stop, which is yes. pretty much what I've been. I don't, I could not tell you a time that I was, I've been bedridden, but I got so sick about mm. three weeks ago that it was kind of like, well, if you're not going to slow down, then I'm going to make you slow down. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel like, okay, I've, I, I didn't listen. I didn't act quick enough. So, yeah, definitely um, uh, I, I, I think I, I really enjoy consuming content at the moment about how to be more structured and how to do that better because yeah. when I do it well, I'm, I, everything flows much better, doesn't it? But, yeah, yeah when, you, when you get thrown off your course a little bit, it all goes pear-shaped. And of course that does happen. So yes, I totally agree with you. Now you mentioned before about your um, Facebook community that you have, the Australian Podcasters Community. Yes. Yep. The Australian Podcasters Collaborative. Collaborative. Sorry. Yes. So that's one way that people can get in touch with you. You've also got your podcast, which is Podcasting Tips and Tricks. Mm Mm-hmm which is awesome <laughs> for Thank even, you. even if you've got your, even if you've had your podcast for a while, um, it's, it's fabulous in terms of tips and tricks for how you can do it better. But, um, you know, particularly if you're starting a podcast, things to consider. So I'm loving listening to that as well. And um, so how Thank else you. can people get in touch with you? Yeah, look, if you head over to my website, which is podcastva.com, that is, that's got all the links to my social channels, um, usually in Facebook, in Facebook a lot more than, than any of the others, but um, Instagram as well. So feel free to message through there or, yeah, reach out through my website. Yeah, perfect. And I'll send the links out for all of that as well with the show notes mm-hmm. that I expertly write now. So, <laughs> so I'm really grateful for your time and I know that you are still not 100%, but you've done really well on the podcast today. Thank so, you. No, yeah. that's awesome. Um, Thank so you got, so much for having me, Julie. Oh, pleasure. But I've got one final question for you okay. that I love to ask everyone. And, and that is, so how do you feel that you're making it count or that you're making a difference in your world? Um, work-wise, I feel like I love that I am helping people get their message out to the world. I love that some people come to me and they're like, I want to do a podcast and I just have no idea how to do that. Mm. And just the fact that I can help them get that message out there in where they might have just otherwise not been able to use this medium, um, at all if, mm. if if we didn't have our services so yeah. um I do love that and in my home life it's as I said it's really about being my best me so that I can be my best me for my kids yeah I love that being your best me love it 
So, Lyndall, thank you for your time. Thank you for your generosity. And I hope you get back to 100% really quickly. And thank you. I'm sure that my listeners are going to get a lot of value from what you've shared. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks again, Julie. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you have gained some great ideas and feel inspired to get out there and make what you do count for your leadership, your business, and your life. Please do leave a review for this podcast and please share it with your network. Send any feedback or suggestions for future guests by emailing me, julie at juliehide.com.au. For now, let's get out there and make it count.